to a super duper special episode of Real Conversations About Aging Parents. So I have been saving this recording for a long time. So what you're about to hear is a conversation with my grandmother. I've mentioned her many times on the podcast. She has been living with us since 2016 and several months ago, so this would have been the very first part of 2023, I sat down and interviewed her about her experiences, what it's like to live here, what it's like to be aging. And at the time, I did not actually know I was going to start a podcast. So it's not necessarily run like a podcast, but you can probably hear some of the early echoes of, of me wanting to eventually do this podcast. Also, fair warning, it was recorded in her room. And so there's birds in her room. And that's going to be throughout the podcast. So um, that is something that's something very important to her. She's always had birds as long as I could remember. So, so that will be throughout the podcast. And then also my daughter, Athena, was there when we were recording. So you'll hear her pop in and comment a few times. So this was actually recorded so long ago that there's a couple of things that I, I would want to point out. She does reference her sister, Margie. This was before Margie passed away. And we've got a couple of episodes about that. That would have been episodes 13 and 14, kind of going through what, what that was like for everybody. And then she'll also mention her first husband. And that is the same person who is extensively discussed in episode 29. So I'm starting to feel like these are all kind of folding back on each other, which is good, I think. And part of me being uh, so open and, and bringing these things out is really just to make sure that we keep up this conversation, that we don't have taboo topics. One of the things I think is really important about this episode is that it's the perspective of the aging parent. And I do a lot of episodes as the adult child of an aging parent and what that is like. And I think it's just as important to think about how she thinks about her own process and her own aging and the support that she gets and the support that she needs. And so I, I think it's very, very special in that way. The reason I'll be publishing this, I think this will come out November 22nd, is she is actually turning 90 at the end of November. So that's the reason I didn't publish this any sooner. I wanted to make sure I got it out around her birthday. And then it'll also be published, incidentally, the day before Thanksgiving. And I am so grateful to have her in my life and her as the inspiration for most of the things I do with relate in relation to the podcast and my aging in place design service and just the whole interest in the topic and the fascination. And she's the ever present and continuous inspiration for that in my own life as we live together. So anyway, I am talking too long. This is such an exciting episode. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed recording it. And everybody have a happy, wonderful Thanksgiving. Oh, Stuff I like see. That. Oh, yeah. okay. Just try your best to answer what you love. <laughs> That'll work. Yeah. Okay. So I will... It's already recording. Oh, it is? We're good? Yeah, we're good. Okay. All right. Thank you for talking to us today. Yes. Tell, tell me where you're from. What was your childhood like? Well, it was uh, this country. Yeah. Um, one room school. <laughs> yeah. And uh, only had eight grades. 
and um, we moved into San Antonio to get a school where we could go to high school. Oh, so the elementary or the school where you were at in Brownsville only went to eighth grade? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, I didn't so know. So Dad moved, uh, he bought a dairy, and that's when we moved out to the dairy. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that we would have a school to go to. Oh, okay. So then you went to high school here in San Antonio? Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. And then what happened? Harlandale. What happened after that? Oh, well... I graduated and got married. <laughs> <laughs> How many kids did you have? Five. Five. Well, and, and two adopt uh, stepchildren. Okay. Yeah, they're just like mine. <laughs> How many grandchildren do you have? Twenty-three. Okay. No grandchildren. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I have thirteen grandchildren. And how many great grandchildren? Twenty. Three, I believe it is. You're in the 30s now. <laughs> no, really, you're in the mid 30s somewhere. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I don't count. I quit counting. Okay. <laughs> and how how many years young are you? 88. 89. 89. Oh God. 89. <laughs> <laughs> That's a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, tell me. Um, when you were in some point in life and your parents were getting older, I actually don't know the story. I don't think we've ever talked about this. What kind of care did they need, if any, in their older age? Did they live in a nursing home? Did they... No. What happened to your... Let's start with your mom. Okay. Well, mom ended up with a breast cancer. Okay. And uh, she ended up dying in the hospital. Okay. Dad had taken her in. And uh, that was the, the last time. So she didn't require a lot of help or assistance no, up until that no, point? No, no, no. She you, fought it for, oh, two years, I guess. Do you know about how old she was when this happened? No, I don't. Not really. Okay. Uh, I think she was around 70. Okay. And then what about your dad? So your mom died first. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, and dad had... Uh, he had a type of cancer, bladder, I believe it was, okay. but he was in his own home. Okay. And he had a, a little a bed, hospital bed, and some we had somebody coming in to help him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did y'all live in the same city, or how did that work? Yeah, yeah, we all lived in San Antonio. And when, when you were growing up, do you remember your parents taking care of their parents at all, or what did that look like? No. Um... My dad's dad had thrombo. Is it thrombosis of of the leg? Oh, okay. Yeah, and um, my his wife just went in to take a nap one afternoon and didn't wake up. Oh, okay. Yeah, and mom's dad and I don't know. They I was still I was just getting out of high school when they passed. Her parents. Okay. Yeah, so I'm not real sure what happened to them. Okay. Got it. Okay. <clears throat> so uh, I think the house that you lived in when I was a kid, you had lived there since your divorce. Yeah. Right? And yeah. you lived there until your second husband died. Uh-huh. Um, 
What what was it like after Ray died living there? You lived there by yourself, right? Yeah, it was it was kind of hard. Tell me about that. Well, I was trying to run the cattle. Yeah. And do the same things he was doing. But I couldn't do that. It wasn't uh I didn't have the the knowledge that yeah. he did to 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 run those cattle, and uh, the neighbors would help when I had like if I had a cow that was having trouble having a calf or something like that, they'd come help me. But uh, and then I decided that uh, Jackie was the first one that said that I ought to come and stay with her. Yeah, and that's my mom. Yes, that's your mom. Yeah. And uh, that's where it started, where I would go to the kid's house and stay for a yeah. while. How, how was it, there must have come a time where you decided to either rent out or sell your own home. Yeah. What was that decision like? Well, it was very hard because I thought that was where I belonged. Yeah. yeah. It, everything clicked except how I was going to make a living. Okay. I didn't, of course, I didn't have Medicare or nothing like that. Yeah. And I was just on my own. And it was hard to decide what to do. It was... Uh, so literally I, just how to pay the bills with, with, yes. with Ray not there. Right, yeah. And... Um, he left a pretty good insurance, which helped a whole lot. Like a life insurance? Yes, okay. a life insurance policy. And I bought a new truck. I thought that would help me because my truck kept breaking down. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but it didn't. It, that wasn't the problem. It was the problem that I had keeping up with everything. Right, because you basically had animals. Yes, chickens and right. Cows and oh, yeah, I had everything. You yes. Had, you had a, a large, did you have like doves and birds? And, oh, you still have birds there. Yes. Can you tell them to be quiet? They're kind of... <laughs> no, I can't tell them that. <laughs> uh, but I had a, a chicken yard there that was big enough to, I had 15 different kinds of chickens. And um, each one of them had their own little cage. Yeah. And keeping up with that was just a, do a, a, a job yeah. besides the cows. Well, and in your lifetime, you had been did you have farming sheep? chickens. You had a feed store a couple times. Yes, I did. You were a peanut farmer. Yeah. Well, I had a, we had the feed store after Ray had his first heart attack. Yeah. And I had kept on running that feed store. And when he died, I tried to stay with the feed store, oh. but it was too heavy. Yeah. I couldn't, I just couldn't lift all those bags. Yeah. And so. Did you have I, any sheep? No, I didn't, honey. Um. I was trying to remember what I did with the feed store. Oh, I sold the feed store. That's what it was. There was a feed store up on 1604. Yeah. Lonesome Dove. 
yeah. and they bought my feed store. Oh, okay. Yeah. So when did you, how many years, so Ray died in 1994. Four. And you didn't come to live with my mom until 19, no, 2000. Was it? Six years later. No. Yeah? My goodness, I didn't think it was that long. So somewhere in there, you were trying to make things work. Yes, I was, definitely. But it wasn't easy. No. No, I would think of things to do and try. And then I, I, I can't believe it was that long before I went over to Jackie's. So tell me at some point, you had thought to yourself, um, I'm gonna need to sell or or rent out your old home. Didn't you rent it first? Yeah, at first I rented it to Mickey and John. Okay. Yeah, they had it for a while, and then they built a home. So they've been in that home ever since. And I sold my place. How 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 was that experience? Selling the place. Was it? Did you feel relieved that you had sold it? Did you feel relieved no. that it was gone? No. I, I was very upset about having to do it. I wanted to keep it okay. because that was my my thing. Yeah. You know, that was what was left of Ray. Uh, and I was trying to keep it going. But this gentleman bought all of the land I had and the house and the pool. I had a pool. And so anyway, he fixed all of that up until it was fantastic. Yeah. So I, after that, I thought, well, I did the right thing. How did you know that? Just because the, the, it looks cared for? Yes. Yeah. Looks, his wife got sick. Oh, okay. And yeah. And he, she finally died. It was uh, breast cancer. And... Uh, but he had the house, the land in the house was just fantastic. So you were able to, let, I guess you had to in some sense, right? Because you weren't going to be able to take it back over. No. Right? Um, and you felt like it was cared for, so you were able to let go of it. Yes, yes. But you had to be thinking at that time that, I mean, what was the plan after that? If you I, were selling your home. No, that's when Jackie was talking to me about going over to her house. Right, right. Yeah. So your plan at that time was to go live with Jackie. my mom. Right? Yeah. And, the, and that was around... And she the, had a, a, an extra bedroom, and that's what I had. Right. It didn't have anything, any amenities with it. It was just the bedroom. Right. It's a small bedroom. Yes. Because yes. that bedroom became open because I went to college. Yes. That's right, right, so this would have been the year 2000. Okay. And I remember, you know, I had Lion King posters and <laughs> all sorts of other teenage ridiculousness. And you were so modest with it, you, you actually stayed in that room and didn't want to change anything. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's right. And it wasn't your room. I mean, it wasn't redesigned to be your room. No. Yet. And so I, I remember... Gosh, Anna, these birds. <laughs> I don't know why they're hollering. They want to be part of the conversation. <laughs> um, so what I remember is 
that there was this sense that you had moved in, but you weren't in a in a mental mindset to take the things down that were already in the room. Right. And right. I remember you thinking, I don't want to impose, I don't want, this is your room. Yes. I, and I remember you thinking, or you saying something along the lines of, you know, I'll only be here for a little bit, or it was something like... I don't remember. I don't remember the details. I just remember I, I was there. Right. Yeah. Right. And eventually, after I had gone to college, I believe my parents renovated what was this other office building near... You know, oh, yes, behind the behind house. Behind the house. And that's really kind of what became... My house. Nana's bunkhouse. Yes. <laughs> that's right. It really was. It had a little kitchen and all that kind of stuff. Right. So you had a... Sort and a of bathroom. A, a bathroom and a, a little pod there. Um, it wasn't fancy. It was just there. <laughs> yes, it, it was. Yeah, and it always had birds. Oh yeah, we still had birds. Right. <laughs> <laughs> At one time in that little room that we had, I had 15 par parakeets. Oh my gosh. Yes. What the heck? Huh? Oh my gosh. Can you tell the story about peaches, what happened to peaches when they... When, when I he... walked out the door and yes. she followed me? Yeah. Oh man, that was terrible. I just slammed the door on her head. And then her head separated from her body. Yeah. And that was the end of Peaches. Yeah. And she was, she talked and everything, you know. I mean, not talk, but like right. bird talk. <laughs> yeah. Well, not much more after you shut the door. No. Was, no. No. And you still had this sort of really adventurous life because you were getting into fights with wild hogs and, <laughs> right? Yes, I did. Saving. I hit saving one with animals. a flashlight. Yeah, yes. a mag light. A mag light. Yeah. yeah, that's what it was. A big, a great big one. Yes, yeah. someone told us that. Oh, yeah. did they? Yeah. You've always kind of lived on the edge. I love that about you. Um, okay, so you actually ended up staying with my mom. I'm trying to reconstruct this. Probably from around the year 2000 up until uh, my parents got divorced. Yes. And or started with the separation in 2004. 12. Yeah. And you went to live with Ginger. Yes. I went to live with Ginger and I stayed with her for, I don't, I don't know how long, a year or two? I'm not sure. Four years. Four years? Can you believe that? No, I don't. <laughs> I really don't. I know I, I acquired uh, a taste for being <laughs> being spoiled. Why do you say that? Well, because all the kids would do for me. What do you mean by that? Well, because, like, if they see I need something, they, all of a sudden it's there. Why do you think that is? I guess because they love me, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> So when you went to live with Ginger, this would have been around the year 2012. Okay. Um, and it was a similar setup. So you lived in a back bedroom. Yep. And you had to walk down a hallway to get into the bathroom. Right. How, how was that setup working for you? Well, not real good because it was a, a tub, not a shower. Right. And I had to get down in the tub. 
right. to take a bath. And that was kind of hard on my arthritis. So what are your, you don't have to get into everything, but your main issues are really severe osteoarthritis throughout your body. Right? Oh, yeah. Can yeah. you show me your hands? Oh, up into the, the, the video. Oh. Right. <laughs> so that's how your hands are, and that's similar to how your back and your knees yes, and your hips. Yes, the, the back is real bad. Right. Yeah, I've got in, instruments in my back. Right, yeah. to try to help. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, and so were you able to, and I'm sorry if I'm getting too personal here, take a bath or a shower in that bathroom? Well, yeah, I well, I would. I mean, not it wasn't like fun, but it was because they had a shower. A lot of times, yeah, they did have a shower. A lot of times I would use the shower if I was hurting pretty bad. In, in another part of the house? No. Is that what you mean? No. Oh, you mean in you my, step into the bathtub? Yes. Yes. Did you have a shower chair, or you just no, hold on to No, I didn't have a chair. Oh, okay. Yeah, I had to stand, and I knew that if I was going to get in there and take a shower, I was going to have to be in there a while, so I'd be sure that I was feeling good to yeah. do it. There, there must have come a time, and I don't. This would have probably been around. We we, we used to come visit sporadically. Yes. Um, I had already had my first kid, and then while you were living with Ginger, had the twins. Yes. And I remember trying to get out there. It was maybe 45 minutes away yeah. from our house. And, um, and one of the times that we were visiting, and I went to use the restroom, and I realized it was incredibly narrow. It was one of those yes. 1960s or 70s. <laughs> the 50s. I the rent, uh, and, you know, and I don't mean this to be critical of the house. I just mean noticing... No, no that it was not easy to maneuver, no. even without any disabilities or anything. Getting in there and getting out, it was almost like the old, what did you call them, the galley kitchens, where yeah. there was very, it was almost like a galley bathroom with yes. a very limited um, space. Yeah. Um, certainly not enough room for a wheelchair if you were ever oh, no. one. Oh, no, and I couldn't have, no. Um, maybe a walker on a good day, but you couldn't turn it around. No. It was too narrow. And... Um, I remember us sitting in the living room talking uh, about how things were, and I, and I came out of the bathroom and I said, Nana, how do you shower in there? And you looked at me just like I, <laughs> and you said, I, I don't, I, I do a sponge bath. Oh, maybe that's true. Maybe that's true. Right. <laughs> and I remember thinking that my head exploded because... <laughs> You know, I, you're so easy to compromise and put yeah. yourself last and yeah. not, you know, you always say, don't make a fuss, don't make a fuss. Yeah. I know that's a very, uh, you know, old school way of thinking. Yeah, um, but it's a, it, it was the way things were. And what that, do you mean? That, that's the way they, my dad lived that way. So you don't think it was uniquely a female thing? No, no. It no. was that you don't don't complain, don't fuss, don't. I don't know. Not that I know of. I I just went with how I was feeling. 
So when you told me this, that you were having difficulty yeah. getting back and forth, and then I remember talking to Ginger, and she was saying it was getting hard for you to get out of bed. Yes. And we had all these discussions, and she said she was working from home at the time. This is well before Yes, the she worked for USAA. Yes. And that she would, you in the mornings, there would be some sequence of events where she would come out and... Um, help you get your legs out of bed. Yeah. Right? Get you turned around. Yeah. And it would take time because of the pain and the arthritis. Right. To kind of adjust to being in that position. Yes. And then she'd help come get you out of bed. Yes. And part of that, I would assume, was because of the configuration of the bed or how, what was some of the factors in that? I don't know. I had the same bed that I've got right now. We went and bought that bed. Right. That's a hospital bed. Yes. Yes. And uh, it was very comfortable. Yeah. And uh, but it was hard to get in and out of. It still is. Yeah. If I don't have my remote working. Right. And uh, thank goodness Dave fixed it yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, there was a time. This would have been. Around Christmas. I don't know how you keep those dates all. <laughs> <laughs> I've thought about this a lot, Nana. I'm trying. Uh, you know, I, I am building a business around the story, so I'm trying to get my story right. Um, so it would have been. I know this because of my own personal timeline. Yeah. Um, so that interaction when we talked about the sponge bath would have been. Uh, around 2014 and then um, I'm going to say we went there for Easter so I'm just going to make this up and say it was okay. April but it, it well was, there's a picture with Irie and I walking through yes, the yard that's where I'm thinking that, yeah that was from but um, that year uh, we, we had purchased the property we live on now we had purchased that back in 2013 not knowing exactly what we were going to build or when. Um, and then David and I found out we were expecting twins, and then life kind of <laughs> accelerated very quickly. Yes, yes. I imagine. Um, and we thought, okay, well, we were going to build this house that we live in now, you know, eventually, and eventually became, okay, we should probably start thinking about it very soon. <laughs> and so... Um, it would have been uh, Christmas, New Year's time, uh, around 2014, when we sat down at my dad's house and we had a conversation about you coming to live with us. What, what do you remember from that, if anything? I was there? Yes. Oh, no, I don't remember that. <laughs> How do you remember us talking about you coming to live with us? I, it seems like to me, you were going to show me the property, uh -huh. and it was it was already start in the beginning, uh, the, the the two by fours and all that uh -huh. kind, of, and I just thought, well, okay, <laughs> and then when we got here, you said, okay, this is what we're going to do. And then you told me that you were, had fixed this little room up and all this, and then it was going to have a kitchen and a bath. 
I didn't know I didn't know how nice it was going to be. Okay. And I didn't. Ha I had no way of knowing that. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna step back just a minute. Um, so when I approached you about it, this was before we had designed it because I wanted to know what I would be designing it for. Okay. And so this would have been the end of 2014. And I remember being very nervous about talking to you. And uh, I remember talking to David um, extensively, like, what would this look like? I mean, it's not, um, it, it's, it's, it, it's a big decision for both of us. Like, yes. do, do you want to live with us? Like, yes. Are we too loud to live with you? I mean, we have a very young family. And yes. A, very active, you know. Um, the older they get, the quieter they get. Right. I mean, because basically we were asking you to come live with, at that time, two 18-month-old yeah. twins. And then Ari was, um, you know, around five years old. So, um, I, but I thought about it, and I just had this distinct determination related to that it, it needed to be that you had a place that you could bathe and wash your clothes and cook dinner that worked for you. And I, I can't, the other, only other way I can explain it, it was just this persistent feeling that, that we could, that there could be a better space for you, that there could be a, a space that fit you. Yes. And it just knocked you over in the face when, when I would visit you at this, uh, at my, at Ginger's house. Um, and this is not to do with Ginger or Ginger's house. It was no, extremely, no. I know. It's uh, a timeline. Great, you know, grateful that, in, you know, people were able to contribute and... Yes. And have you in whatever, you know, accommodations they were able to provide. But I remember thinking, like, this can't, like, this can't be. Not in a, you know, angry way, but in a, like, we can, we're able to do, uh, to produce a better space. And yeah. So, yeah. It just sat in me that this was an incredibly interesting challenge, knowing what you were dealing with, with your mobility and your pain issues, and um, and knowing that you're a very hardworking person who puts up with a lot of pain, <laughs> and you were make, trying to make it work the best you could. Yeah. Um, and, um, and so I got to work. So the, my recollection is sitting uh, in the living room at my dad's house. You had come over for, you know, it must have been a Christmas Eve or something. Yeah. Um, and I sat down next to you and I said, I'd like to ask you a question. And you said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what else could I say? <laughs> right? And I said, David and I are building um, a new house. We're going to build a custom build a house over in the medical center. And I like for you to come live with us and I'll build, I'll design a spot that, you know, will work better for you. Yeah. And do you remember what you said? No. No? <laughs> no, I really don't. So you said something along the lines of, I reckon that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'd say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> And, you know, and I kind of went over the timeline. I said, well, we're going to, we're designing it. Um, and I, I would love to design it specifically for you. And 
we'll build well, this and then you'll get to come see it. And yeah, so, I don't remember that at all. So then we got busy designing it. This would have been the first part of 2015. And um, we started the build in October of 2015. So that recollection you have of coming and standing when the two by fours were here was yes. the first time we had actually brought you out to the site. Maybe that's what and it you was. saw it and yeah. you stood at almost exactly where you're standing where you're sitting right now. Yeah. With all the two by fours. Yes. And we talked about, okay, here's gonna be the kitchenette, here's the you know, garage, here's the bathroom, here's the closet. Um, and I thought that was extremely exciting. I mean yeah, it I, was the, the, the design of the custom build was one of the, the most exhilarating things I'd ever done. Um, from a creative standpoint, but then doing it in a way that could serve you better than, you know, uh, and, and for a longer period of time was gonna make it more sustainable. That was just super exciting. What was what was going through your head? Oh, I was ex ex excited, very excited. Yeah. Uh, just to think that I could have a kitchen where I could cook whatever I wanted to cook. And, right. Yeah. And uh, I had a. I don't. I don't remember having any other, like doubts or. No, you did. You never. No. You never <laughs> asked any, almost any questions about it. <laughs> no, I was very excited about the whole idea, uh, and the the bathroom was one of the biggest things because it's so big. Right. And it's fits the, and if I ever have to use a wheelchair, I can get it in there. Right. So you feel more secure. Oh yeah, definitely. Right. Oh yeah, definitely. And and so you you must have had some hesitation because we live in the city. Yeah. And well, I never lived in the city. It was the cars. Oh okay. Yeah. It's still the cars. <laughs> you still don't like the cars? Down no. Here. Yeah. But they get less and less. That could just be your hearing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, get less and less important. Oh, right. right. <laughs> so when you got here, it was interesting because you were almost instantaneously more independent than you had been the day before. <laughs> because you could move differently in your own space. Yes. Can you talk about that? Well, I guess it was uh, over and over in my head, I would go to the point, this is mine. It's not Becky's and it's not David's, it's mine. Oh, Nana, they think my name is Rebecca. Can you use Rebecca? Yes. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I'll never get over that. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> Rebecca and, <laughs> and David. But it was, uh, it had a feeling of, of home. Right. Because uh, I had all the amenities that I needed. Right. And you were able to put pictures on the wall. Yes. And all were... my pictures. <laughs> Right, yeah. So that's always been important to you, right? Oh, yes. I love so my pictures. <laughs> the ingredients were the pictures on the wall, the birds. Yes, the birds. Oh, yeah. Right. Got my, and they quieted they down. They quieted down. 
they're doing good. Um, and then in the bathroom, and we can explore more of this later, but there's also a washer dryer set. Yeah. So how does that work for you? Oh, very good. Very good. I can't, I, I'm getting to where I can't really reach the dryer. Right. I have to really stretch to reach that, but I, I, I just keep doing it because yeah. I have to. Yeah. And it's working. <laughs> but that, but in some ways, it, then you keep challenging your body yeah. and your brain to keep doing Moving. those things. Yeah. You're pretty old. <laughs> You've told me that twice now. <laughs> I know. And so there's got to be a point when your body wants to just kind of rest for a minute <laughs> and, and stop doing certain things. So how do you fight that? I don't fight it. I just do it. You just do it. <laughs> I just do it. What do you? What does it say in your brain when you know, gosh, you know, your back is hurting or your your hips? Well, I rest a minute. Yeah. And let it get going again. <laughs> yeah. It has a, it has a, a certain point where you can get to. Yeah. And then you're gonna have to take one of your pills. Oh yeah, like a pain medication. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I don't like to take those, but I take them when I have to. So once you moved in here, was it hard to, to acclimate? No. Um, no, it, it never was. That's what I say. It just felt like I was coming home. And what, what ingredients helped that? Because before it was decorated, it was really just gray floors and white walls. Yes, right. I don't know the... The camaraderie that I felt when I was with everybody. Yeah. And when I first moved in here, I was going. I would go out to eat with y'all or I'd go to the kids' school or right. something like that. And now I can't do that. But I know I can't do that. Yeah. I, I have to watch my pills. Yeah. <laughs> I could take more pills and get more done, I guess, but I'd rather not. Yeah. Well, and I think once you moved in here, then it made it maybe easier in some ways for people to come visit. Yes. Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. I, I can... I, Trisha always... Well, she's not... She's kind of laid up with arthritis herself. But anyway, when she was coming every Wednesday, she would bring lunch. Yeah. And sometimes her kids would come with her. Yeah. Well, kids. They're not kids anymore. Right. <laughs> and uh, we'd bring the card table out and sit down and eat. And a couple of times, well, y'all were on trips or something, and we'd use your table. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I felt good doing that. You know, I didn't feel like I was intruding. And, uh, but I, it's... It's, I don't know how to explain it. Um, I think you have more visitors now than when you lived farther out. In the oh, yes. Oh, yeah. And the kids, but the kids are all getting older. Yeah. And they got things to do and places to go. and. Yeah. Well, back, back to this particular room. Um, I'm wondering if it felt like home because it felt like the space cared about what you could or could not do. Does that make sense? Or did it feel like home because the space fit 
Yes. What you were able to yes. do comfortably. Yes. That's what so it So you fit. stopped compromising. Yes. Right? Yes. It fit. It still fits. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I really, uh, I, don't, I don't have the words to say because it's kind of hard for me to get words together anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and just like all those years you remember, I don't remember a lot of those years. All in all, I wouldn't trade it. Yeah? Even if it's in the city, even if it's a little noisy? Even if, yes. <laughs> well, you get to look out the window, right? So yeah. what do you see outside your window? I see trees. Yeah. I see birds. Yeah. I see butterflies. Yeah. Possums. Yeah. <laughs> squirrels. <laughs> deer. <laughs> Whatever I want to see, you know. So it's active? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, something else that, that we added was a solar tube, which is um, a tube that takes the outside light and brings it inside during the day. Um, how do you feel about that? I have no idea. That tube right behind you. Oh, that? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I like it. Yeah. I like it. And it's not glaring. Right. It's just there. Right. It doesn't bother me one bit. One of the other features that I was really adamant about including was that you have your own exterior door yeah. to the garage and you have your own door to the outside. Yeah. And so when people come to visit you or drop things off, can you talk about the meaning of having basically your own front door? I think it's, I think it's a... A feeling of power, I have a front door. Right. I can open it or I can close it. <laughs> right? Yeah. It works beautifully. Right. And I feel good when I open it. Like yesterday I was talking to Margie on the phone and Jackie came. Margie is? My sister. Yeah. And, uh, Jackie came. Well, I opened the door. <laughs> yeah. And that means whatever mess we have going on in our house, yes. parties or whatever, right? <laughs> you can you can operate independently. Like the birthday party. <laughs> oh man, I feel like yeah, we have a lot of those here. Yeah. Um, well, that that's great. Anything else you can think of about the space itself or how it changed anything about your day-to-day -day life? Oh, it's changed my day-to-day -day life immensely. Because I think if I was still living in a in Jackie's bedroom, I could still be there. Right. But somebody stepped in. It was y'all. It took a, it, it took a while. It didn't happen overnight. And I, w I didn't have any idea that that's where I was headed. Really? No. And now I see. Yeah. And it's really, really nice. And you think you'll spend the rest of your life here? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. If you have me till I die. <laughs> How do you feel about that? How do you feel about dying in this room? 
fine. Fine? It's not a big deal. No big deal. Did you just give me a warning before you did that? I will, Rebecca. Okay. <laughs> Send me a text message. Okay. Like, Today is probably the last one. Oh. But I've thought about that, and we've had to talk about this, right? Oh, yeah. What if I walk in, and I see that you're having a stroke, or I see that you're having, you know... A medical event. Yes. Like, what do you want me to do? I guess you'd have to send me to the hospital. Yeah? And we have done that. Yes, we have. Several right. times. Right. Yes. So, big deal. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, I think that's interesting. And when you end up living with someone else... There's sort of these practical things we have to be able to talk about. Oh, yeah, I know, yeah. And so I think for us... I have uh, all of it written down and recorded, and uh, Susie's got all that. Okay, okay. Um, And I think for us, one of the considerations I have about you is just, I know we can be very noisy. Um, I don't know why you think y'all are noisy. Because you told us we're noisy. Oh, did I tell you that? During, during all, the, the, all the entertainment we do here, like the music and the people, it doesn't feel noisy to you? No. Oh. There okay. was one time, the, there was the, uh, on, the, on the TV, there was a, some rock music or something. Yeah. But that's the only time. Oh, okay. And that's been <laughs> three years ago. <laughs> well, maybe I think we're noisy. Oh, maybe um, you do. <laughs> but other than that, you get random kids that walk in your room fairly frequently. <laughs> yes, you do. Uh, yeah, you do. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? That's a good thing. <laughs> okay. And you can always lock your door if you're needing <laughs> Sometimes to. it just locks anyway. <laughs> I don't understand that. I've never understood that. How it locks on its own. But I um, know. Well, you if you hold that uh, handle just the right way... That little, it's not hard for that, to push that little button. Okay. Well, we're, we're basically up on seven years living together, all right, since 2016. So you've seen the twins go from toddler, yeah, maybe, 18 months old. Now they're in second grade. Right. So what, what is that, if, if, I don't even know if there's words for this, but sort of, there are some scientific research that shows if people who are older in age have consistent interactions the people who are much younger that that's very good for the brain it's good for the soul it's good for the keeping engaged as opposed to taking seniors and grouping them in senior housing right where they never see anybody under 50 again yes um what is that experience like with you now that you have well, not just my kids, but other people bring their kids here. Yes, yes. Um, you're fairly regularly seeing people yeah. who are, like when my son was learning how to read, you were helping with that. And, yeah, yeah. Um, so what is that experience like? Well, it's a, a joy to have them come by. Yeah. Uh, I know they've got their own little agendas. <laughs> they all have agendas. What do you mean? <laughs> where um, they're going to do something. And uh, that's more important to them. Yeah. And it should be important to me to see 
that they're doing whatever they want to do right. and still come by. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they, they'll come by. And uh, especially if they need money for a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> that happened recently. So how did that go down? Oh, very good. <laughs> so they went on a, a fundraising campaign. I know. Right? That, yes, they did. And they went to their grandmas and <laughs> nanas and I don't know who else they went to. But they got it done. Yeah. <laughs> there was one, uh, one of my favorite stories was... Um, Right after we first moved in, there was, I remember that it was in the spring and there was really good weather. We were able to sit outside quite a bit. And my daughter at that time was complaining about going to kindergarten and how early she had to wake up and, you know, just belly aching. And, and I remember you started in by saying, listen here. And I thought, okay, here we go. <laughs> and you told the stories about what your existence was like you know, living on a farm and also going to school. Can you just talk about that? Uh, living on a farm and going to school? Well, is like a... getting up early. Oh, yeah. With well, the... first thing, you get you got up at 3.30 or 4 o'clock to get the cows into the barn because we had to milk cows. We didn't have the milk machines like they've got now. Yeah. We had to milk those cows. And you were how old? Uh, probably 13, 14 years old. Okay. And uh, I thought that was the most horrible type of punishment. <laughs> but I would sneak into the feed barn and lay down on the cotton seed. Yeah. And it was nice and warm. Yeah. And I'd go to sleep. <laughs> And yeah. Dad would come in and wake me up and tell me there's some cows in the barn. <laughs> ah. And we'd get the... But we got over it. But you had to do it in the morning. You had to do it in the evening. So you went from that to getting on the bus to going to school? Yes. When I got through with the cows, then I'd get on the bus, yes, and go to school. Yeah. That's when... And it was... Uh, we didn't have buses that would came, came and picked us up. Daddy had to take us. I'm gonna change uh, subjects here for you. If, if, if we're talking to people who are trying to figure out um, how to support their aging parents or grandparents or how to even talk to them or they don't wanna to talk to them because it's awkward or they don't you know, wanna have a difficult conversation about, hey, you're getting older, maybe you need, yeah. you know, what's the plan, basically? Yeah. Um, what advice would you have for them about how to be considerate but also be direct? And Well, I think that it's up to the older person. Yeah. I think it's the attitude that they have towards their kids. Okay. Uh, like, we can sit here and talk about uh, death, we can and what we would do and it don't bother me yeah whereas some people get all upset about something like that yeah I wouldn't get upset about that why not well because it it's part of life death is part of life 
Right. You just keep going on. Yeah. And it's uh, it's hard to explain unless you're actually living it. Right. And you're not to that point yet. I hope not. <laughs> but I am. Yeah? Yeah. And, and does I, it feel scary? No. Not a bit. You feel like you have a completed life? Yes. You've been everywhere? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been on six cruises. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was another thing. We started doing those together. Yes. Before, Well, before you came to live with us. Yes, home. yes. That was a lot of fun. I yeah. think the first one that we went on together would have been 2005. Can you believe oh, that? Oh, my gosh. I don't believe that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, that, that can be a whole other interview. We'll Two, say that. Oh, isn't that something? I don't remember that. So you think that it's on the, the older person to have an open attitude? Uh, yes. Because I think there's a lot of people that get lost in, well, let's not talk about it. Yes. But then something happens, and you know I'm a physician, and I see this happen yes. all the time. Right. And then nobody's talked about it. Yes. And somebody has a, a new disability or a new illness, and yeah. they don't know what that person would have wanted. They don't right. know who's going to take, you know, that's right. Uh, the the lead on, on making sure they have somewhere safe to live. Yes, and, that's right. Um, but do you have any other? So if the older person just refuses to engage in that, do you have any other tips for the the children that are trying to figure out how to help no, mom or dad? You can't. You can't push it. Yeah. You can only suggest uh, how does what is the word? I can't remember the word. But anyway, it's like you know it's there and it should be said, but for some reason or another you don't connect with the who whoever's talking to you. Yeah. How how would I say that? Uh, the huh, rep, repertoire isn't there. Oh, the rapport? Yeah, yeah, it's not there. And I can I can talk to any of my kids. Do they get weird about it? No, not that I would talk to them about it. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> But that I think is part of living a good life is being able to say, this "I'm is ready." What I yeah. mean, yeah. And that has sound. I know it can sound scary. Yeah. You've talked to me about this. Yeah. That you feel like you've had a good life. Oh yeah, yeah. And so I have. And you have a lot of pain. Yeah. Oh yeah. So if 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 you transition to another universe. Yes. You'd be okay. That's right. Yes. Interesting. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly the way I feel. Yeah. I, I put it into words for I couldn't. I, I, I kind of get... And <laughs> I think you're doing a great job. Um, <laughs> is there anything else as far as travel or experiences you want in your life? Or more margaritas, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> more, more margaritas. <laughs> Uh, no, I can't think of anything that at the time, at right now, okay. that I just absolutely have to do. So if, if, 
if there's a point, or I know there will be a point where you exit the universe. Yes. Right? Um, and I have this video, and we're sitting in an auditorium with everybody <laughs> who's super sad that this happened, right? And that they're going to miss you. What do you, what do you want to say to them? Oh, dear. That's a lot to say. We have time. <laughs> no, I don't have anything to say. I, every, every, everything I've touched has turned out right. At the time when I lost my mom and dad, I thought that was terrible. But it wasn't. It was part of the plan. And if I accept those situations as part of a plan, I don't have anything to worry about. And that's your mindset about it. Yeah. So maybe your message would be, see, I was thinking you'd say like, piddle paddle, quit your crying. <laughs> You could go. Yeah, I do say piddle paddle. So I still say piddle paddle. Right. Because <laughs> I, I imagine this, this scenario where we're celebrating your life and we feel this kind of guilt about being sad because you would want people. Well, I, I'm going to be cremated. So okay. I am. I want it to be a happy time. I want okay. to remember all the happy memories. I don't want it. To be a, a duh, 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 duh. <laughs> <laughs> so that's one thing for sure. Right. And I've got that in my papers. <laughs> that that's what I want. Okay. And if you were to think back on life now that you're almost 90. Um, <laughs> you get, get me older and older. <laughs> I know. This is the big year. Um, if you had to pick some of your happiest memories, where are they and what's happening? I'd have to pick the time. Sure. I, some of the happiest times I remember was when I was out on the farm. Yeah? Which farm? When I was little. Okay. Well, in my early teens, I should say that. And I was playing volleyball and mom and dad were always there and it was just a different time. And then as I got into high school, it was a different, It was a different time, and it was, uh, it, it wasn't the same, it wasn't the same. It was, it was almost like you had to push to be happy, oh. you know what I'm saying? Until I almost graduated, and then Jack came along, and he kind of changed all that. He was a... That's your first husband. Yes. And uh, we and we did get married not too far long after I graduated, just weeks. 
And but I don't remember any outstanding happy days other than when I was young. Nana, what about having your grandkids around? Oh, that's a given. That's a given. Oh, okay. I was wondering. Jeez. Uh, uh, well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be here if it weren't for my great grandkids. Yeah. Why is that? Because they keep you going. Okay. And I don't care when they come. I don't care if it's a week or if it's a day or if it's a month or whatever. It's when they walk in. And how does that it make you feel? I'm like a million bucks. Wow. For each one of them. And even the ones you live with. Yeah. Oh, yes. Even the ones I live with, and Nora and Claire come in here, and they're 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 get little, and they tell me all about their chickens and their pets and all that kind of stuff. Anything like that really lifts you up. You got to look for things, stuff like that. Yeah. But there's a a lot a lot of them to look up to. Yeah. <laughs> I have uh, one more question for you. I know we've been talking for a while. Um, you mentioned that your parents made a deliberate decision to move to San Antonio to continue your education. Yes. Now, this would have been back in the 40s. Yeah. So, do you feel like your parents valued um, education? women getting educated? Because that was not, or just general people getting educated was not always a priority, right? Or right, to, right. Even, even achievable. So was that unusual that they made such a big move so that you could go to high school? I don't know. It might have been um, because that was very... Def Dad decided that he was going to retire to Oregon. Huh. And then he decided he couldn't do that because... His girls would marry hillbillies. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so now, that's why there, so in Texas, that respect, Texas was less hillbilly than Oregon. Yes, that's right. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> and in that respect, he did uh, like education. See, but he he didn't say, "Well, you girls need an education," you know. He just in a roundabout way, <laughs> right? But none of us went to college. How was that? Was that even on the table? Was I don't remember it being on the table. I don't remember. We just had kids. And you were how old when you got married? Eighteen. And when you had Trisha? Nineteen. I know she. I know it wasn't twenty. So you had five kids in six years. I was busy. Yeah, it was busy. <laughs> and I didn't know it. I didn't know I was busy. <laughs> it was just something you did. So, so there wasn't a large discussion about whether or not you were going to go to college. Oh, no. So it's really strange the way that life hands it to you. Right, right. And about it. Well, thank you for talking <laughs> to me. I hope this wasn't too painful. Oh, no, 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 no. That's for sure. Okay, well, I love you. Thank you for your time today. Yeah, I love you too. That's the reason we can talk. Yeah. <laughs>
Even well, if I am 90 years old. No, you're 89. Oh, I'm 89. <laughs> oh, dear. Hey, everyone, it's Rebecca. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'd like to take just a moment to review the disclaimer. This podcast is for informational and occasional entertainment purposes only. Nothing discussed here is formal medical, legal, or financial advice. By listening to the podcast, we are not creating a patient-doctor relationship between you and myself or any of the guests. Really, it's just me and a possible guest or two, sometimes three, sitting around talking about difficult topics related to aging parents. If you have or suspect that you might have a medical problem or condition, you should seek advice from a licensed medical professional. If you have any questions or concerns, please read the full disclaimer in the show notes or contact me directly. Thank you again for joining us today. I can't wait to see you next week. Have a good day.